I won't speak for all of us here this morning, uh, but personally, I have never been particularly inspired by Jesus calling me salt. <clears throat> now, when he says, you are the light of the world, that I find beautiful and encouraging. That fills my imagination with all sorts of uh, inspiring images, you know, the first rays of sunlight on the eastern horizon after a long, dark night, or a candle being held by someone as they walk along a dark passageway. And even with those visual images, we can add uh, a, a sensation of warmth. So a bonfire at night around a, a campfire in the woods, or coming out of a chilly cavern of, of stone into the warm rays of sunshine. When I hear Jesus proclaim, you are the light of the world, those are the kinds of things that fill and inspire my soul. But salt? Nothing. Most of the time I hear that imagery from Jesus or I think of it and I just move on. But there was something about this story that we have from <clears throat> Jeremiah this morning that made me think of Jesus's words from the Sermon on the Mount and not the image of light. This story about Jeremiah helps me connect with what I think Jesus means in some respects when he calls us salt. In this morning's story, Jeremiah confronts, as I was saying, confronts a life-changing decision. The kingdom of Judah has finally fallen to the power of the kingdom of Babylon, just as Jeremiah had warned it would, unless the king and the people had returned to the ways of God. Jerusalem is now under the power of a king that has been placed there by Babylon, and most of the people in Jerusalem and in the area of Judah are being exiled to Babylon, forced into exile in Babylon. And those who are left behind are pretty much the dregs of society that nobody, even the Babylonians, didn't want. We don't know how exactly all of the decisions were made over who was exiled and who was left behind. But in our story, Jeremiah is given the choice of what he will do, stay in Judah or go to Babylon. And as I was saying, the decision gets muddied up by several opposing factors. On the side of going to Babylon, we know that Jeremiah had been encouraging everyone in Jerusalem to flee and go to Babylon even before Jerusalem was overthrown. So now that that's happened, you would think that, you know, he would say, let's all go. Jerusalem is, or Jerusalem, uh, Jeremiah is also offered a pretty decent lifestyle. Uh, as we heard the, this powerful Babylonian leader, Nebuzaradan, uh, commander of the Babylonian Imperial Guard, offers to be essentially Jeremiah's patron in Babylon. In verse 4, uh, he says to Zabalon today, uh, to Jeremiah today, I am freeing you from the chains on your wrists. Come with me to Babylon 
if you like, and I will look after you. But if you don't want to, then don't come. We also know that there are many in Judah and Jerusalem who considered Jeremiah a traitor for saying to people that they should flee to Babylon and that Babylon would conquer Jerusalem. So staying in Jerusalem and Judah might not be particularly comfortable for Jeremiah after what he said. On the other hand, staying in Judah has some weight to it as well. We know from earlier stories that that Jeremiah actually owns a piece of land in Judah, a piece of land that actually God had told him, you need to buy this piece of land as a sign to all the people that there is hope and a future in Judah and Jerusalem. And Judah is his homeland. This is not only his homeland, it's the promised land. This is the actual dirt and rocks, the land that God promised to Jerusalem, to Jeremiah's ancestors as the promised place for them. So Jeremiah is confronted with this very difficult life-defining choice. Leave or stay put. Again, Nebuzaradan finds him, releases him from his chains, then says to him, come with me to Babylon or not. I will look after you, but if you don't want to, then don't. The whole country lies before you. However, go back to Gedaliah, son of Ahakim, the son of Shaphan, whom the king of Babylon has appointed over the towns, and live with him among the people. Or go anywhere you please. (laughs) He's not offering much help in decision-making there. But we know what Jeremiah decided to do. Jeremiah went to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, at Mizpah, and stayed with him among the people who were left behind in the land. We know the choice that Jeremiah made, but we don't know exactly why. This is all it says, that that's the choice he made. We don't know why he made the choice. And for me, the phrase that really pops out that might serve as a clue is that last little bit about how Jeremiah stayed among the people who were left behind in the land. There aren't many. (laughs) Does that sound familiar? They don't look that great. I won't say that about you. You can say that about me. But Jeremiah stays among the people to help. To help preserve them and help preserve the promises of God. Tremper Longman, a a professor at uh, Westmont College, writes, We can only speculate why Jeremiah chose to stay. We might consider the fact that Though he looked like a collaborator, he really wasn't, and he had no love for Babylon. And just as he knew that Jerusalem would be destroyed, he also knew it would be restored. Another commentator put it this way, why he should have chosen to stay is not further declared, but it almost certainly implies that Jeremiah nurtured a high personal hope 
for the future of the community in Judah. So we could say that Jeremiah stayed put in order to be a light in the darkness, or we could say that Jeremiah stayed in order to be salt for preserving those left behind. And that is what salt was particularly beneficial for both in the time of Jeremiah and in the time of Jesus. Preservation. Obviously with no ability to freeze or refrigerate meat and fish, proteins like that, it would spoil quickly. So the the microorganisms of bacteria, fungi, etc. would grow in the meat and fish and make it toxic fairly quickly. So you had to either have a fresh supply of meat and fish and eat it quickly or preserve it with salt. And I googled this to find this out because I have no scientific intelligence uh, without help. Um, Most bacteria and other dangerous microorganisms can't survive in a highly salty environment. By osmosis, salt draws out the liquid in the cells in, uh, of the bacteria, the dangerous organisms, and destroys them. So salt preserves what is good and adds flavor as well. But it only works if it's in contact with the meat or the fish. It has to cover it or be mixed in with it. By staying among the people who are left behind in the land, Jeremiah was preserving the presence of God among the people. He was preserving the ways of God among the people. He was preserving hope among the people. And this is the work to which Jesus calls those of us who follow him. St. Paul put it in one respect this way about having this ministry of reconciliation that we were made right with God through Jesus Christ. We have become a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us this ministry of reconciliation. He has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. Be reconciled to God, God who made him to, who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God among the people. We are the salt of God. If we stay put, if we stay among the people, if we stay in contact, Now, I know that there are many of us who have had a pretty strong desire of late to withdraw. In fact, uh, I uh, I have a friend in Canada, Ann Thacker, um, my brother knows, uh, and uh, I had a conversation with her recently in which she said that over the last year, she happens to have run into three different, not all together, three different 
people from the U.S. originally who are now in Canada specifically because Trump got elected president. They fled to Canada. And if he gets a second term, there will be more. Now, even if we don't go to that extreme, I know that staying in contact with all those left behind, staying in contact with those in power, and staying in contact with those who are in support of those who are in power can be very tiring and very trying. But we do have reason for hope. We have within us the salt of Christ, the Holy Spirit, preserving within us the presence of Jesus himself with all of his grace and peace and strength. There is much in our land that is troubling. But rather than throwing out everything, including the good, with Christ we have hope. So we stay put and add salt. Amen.